Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast, back in the building once again. Khalil Wonder here. And Agard here. What up, people? Yeah, man. Shout out to Nice Up Radio listeners. Yeah, man. And everybody listening all across the world on every single digital streaming platform. Yeah, man. It's all about you. You know, the people that love reggae music. So we wanted to talk about what's really going on in the reggae music business as of today. Recent article. Um, actually, this is all over the press right now. Globally, Jamaica government has banned songs from radio and television that are of violent nature or featuring um, lyrics on um, talking about illegal activities. So this is a new enforcement coming down from the powers that be in the island of Jamaica. And they're basically censoring the media outlets. Um, And this is, I think, one of their ways of trying to curtail the violence um, and the crime that's been rampant, you know? So for my dancehall people, these are the chopper song, you know what I mean? I say <laughs> chopping down the line and all that. They want to cut all that out. So, um, you know, when you saw, when you saw this headline, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that, bro? Yeah. So, uh, there's a few different things here. Um, number one is, so I understand from a moral or ethical standpoint where you'd want to curtail some of this, um, these lyrics, um, from the public. And the only reason that there's any merit to this is simply because of sometimes, you know, how these things affect kids, you know, um, when they're young. You know, that's that's the only thing that I think um, may have some grain of, you know, plausibility in this situation. Other than that, um, I've said this before in this show when we've talked about socioeconomic situations in Jamaica and the Caribbean in, you know, developing countries. You know, these things are a symptom of the problem, not the cause and it's certainly the ban won't be any major part of the solution you know when for example in hip-hop you know when you have that first song where it's like broken glass everywhere you know uh it's that they're talking about the abject poverty in the bronx and new york city and people and places looking like war zones and drugs being everywhere you know the music wasn't the cause of that the music was um, putting a spotlight on it. Um, I think it's 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 a I don't I wouldn't say it's pointless, but it, it has no teeth. Like it, it doesn't do anything except um, it's a political move to say we're trying to do something about this. That's you know my first thought on this whole thing. You know, because yeah. as we both know, you know. Music does have an effect, you know, I I would say that music has an effect on people. However, you know, that is, it's such a complex thing. You know, some people might hear those tunes and feel like they're seen. Some people may hear those tunes and be influenced by them. Who knows? But 
at, at the very least, what I can say is this is not an, uh, uh, by any means a substantial solution to any type of violence going on in any country anywhere. Right. Um, you know, so you feel like it's uh, like a Band-Aid. It's, it's, it's a political move for politicians to be like, we're doing something. And uh, whoever they're not even their constituents, whoever it is that supports them financially or however, um, can feel good about giving them money. That's not not knowing anything really about the Jamaican political system. I just know about politics in general. And I know that whether it's America or Europe or anywhere in these places, when something like this happens, usually it's. You know, the the politicians don't even believe that this is a solution. This is just a a PR thing. Right. Well, you know, another recent current event, man, was when the United States government, you know, recently issued guidance to its citizens against traveling to Jamaica because mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jamaica is now on that list of being, you know, a a dangerous region. Yeah. of the world um you know what i'm saying the u.s keeps a list and right now jamaica's on that list you know they're like hey go travel the world but don't go to this place because you know what I'm saying <laughs> bad things may happen to you I mean, that's a very 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 serious definitely you know when you're talking about tourism and pr you know that can impact the bottom line for our country um and it's not a new thing you know i I believe this has happened in the past. I know there was uh, one time in the in the nineties or the two thousands. There's a documentary, it may have been a BBC documentary, and it was focusing on Jamaica and Kingston, Kingston Public Hospital, and it was saying the type of injuries that they were seeing come through Kingston Public Hospital were very similar to a war zone, to what you would see in Iraq and in Afghanistan and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, it is a serious problem. I think everybody recognizes that. Um, another thing mm-hmm. is that there's a history of the Jamaica government banning songs. So they're not like f- making their first foray into censorship at all. Um, at different points in time, certain p- specific songs were banned. I know Bounty Killer was on a list of offenders, you know, back in the 90s in his heyday, but the songs that were getting banned were songs that were speaking out against the politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Anytime, Me Hungry Again, Yaga Sima 9, that was banned. Songs like Poor People Fed Up Because the System Sheg Up, you know, that was banned. Um, so, so that's something that I, I don't see as a, a positive thing. I don't think that it's a, I think it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Once you start doing that, um, that could be, kind of like a, a harbinger harbinger of of more government corruption and overreach really and that's not the direction that i think jamaica needs to be heading in um is there a big problem yes do i agree with the censorship from the government no all right put that to the side i feel like because we're music people i feel like the bigger kind of issue that i want to talk about is how messed up the music business actually is the music mm. business got big problems. They got bigger fish to fry. Okay. The system is is so messed up now. You have 
songs coming out about scamming. Lots of yeah. songs about scamming. Scammers actually are artists now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or artists are representing scamming. They're representing all types of violent crime, kidnapping, and you know, it's kind of it's ridiculous. And I feel like before the government stepped in, there should have been other um, stakeholders who stepped in. People that run the radio and TV stations, the program directors, the DJs, the disc jockeys, the selectors. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, again, the onus is on them to control music that's coming out. There's a lot of good music. We're going to talk about some of the good music um, in a second here. There's a lot of amazing talent, music, positive vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff that's always been there that Bob Marley did and the Whalers did and, you know, Studio One and Treasure Isle, you know, the, the quality, all that is still going on. Jamaica's still producing that music, but that good music is getting shelved and this violent choppa music is what's dominating. So the people that are in charge of playing the music, running sound systems, DJs, the radio people, those are the people that have the power to say, yo, you know what? I'm not going to take this payola or I'm going to take less of this payola. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm actually going to do my job, which is to curate good music and play it and put the, you know, elevate the positive as opposed to the negative. I think that that's really the root or one of the roots of the problem. Um, you know, even yeah. in, in the dance hall, you know, there was always some degree of pay to play. I think that's always been there, right? But now it's more, it's the money pull up and people who are doing illegal activities are fueling putting songs about illegal activities out. And it's not about what people like. It's not about the, the listeners and the consumers anymore. It's about money. It's just absolutely flipped upside down and it's just, it's corrupt. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, the music is just suffering so, so much on a global scale. Okay. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with any of that because, you know, as we've spoken about in the past, um, the reggae, specifically dancehall reggae, um, is relegated to niche underground music right now. You know, um, from a music standpoint, you know, I agree with everything you're saying, you know, um, from a socio-political standpoint, we both know that, you know, even if these songs were weren't proliferated throughout the society the same <laughs> issue would be going on you know and some of it you know i believe is actually a byproduct of a lot of younger people in jamaica and in the caribbean looking to the u.s and other places because you know you have this thing about drill now you know which is all over the world you know it's in the u.s it's in Brazil, it's in Russia, it's it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? This super violent form of rap that everybody's being influenced by. You know, so from a, a music standpoint, I agree they're gatekeepers, you know, however, 
I think when you're talking about media, you know, um, what's the what's the saying? If it bleeds, it leads, you know, and that's proliferated throughout the world. You know, sensationalized music, sensationalized news, sensationalized everything. You know, that's that's the state of the world, unfortunately. And um, I still believe, yes, musically, what you're saying is correct. Like the gatekeepers shouldn't be taking this low hanging fruit, you know, just because I don't know, it seems to be popular to a younger demographic, you know, but at the same time, it worries me that it do- there doesn't seem to be, you know, a real answer to what these people are actually talking about. You know, I've I've read articles in the past few years about, you know, this whole scamming thing that you're talking about. And there's I've mentioned this before, there's gang wars going on because people, you know, all the stolen identities, stolen information, like there's wars going on for access to those lists so people can scam. You know, it's it's not only drugs now. It's right. literally people's identities and information. It's the black, you know, the, 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 the dark black mark, dark web, black market, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a lot of things that I feel like, uh, this music in terms of the government's reaction to it is low hanging fruit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I would go as far as to say is usually what happens in these situations is the government's corrupt. And somehow they're getting, you know, they're profiting from the violence. They're profiting from the scamming, you know. Um, that's what's basically implicit in, in all of this. You know, right. people on the face of it, you know, they say this, that, and the other. But behind the scenes, you know, they're lining their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the government, there's definitely, um, you know, they're scapegoating artists and, and, and music, you know, quite conveniently when they're not really doing their job. It's their responsibility to actually fight crime and, you know, create a better society and world. That's that's what they're in position to do. That's what they campaign about, mm-hmm. you know, and then they get in office and somehow they don't end up cleaning it up. They don't end up doing anything. Um, and now they're going to sit back and again, once again, start blaming the artists when I'll throw it back to the time when, OK, Jamaica was known for producing this great music. You know, let's look at the 80s and the 90s at a prolific rate, putting out the most music in the world per capita from such a small island. And we may know that a lot of the high production of music during these times was uh, fueled by illegal activities. Okay. Um, But, you know, they were fueling positive music with illegally acquired funds, perhaps. (laughs) Um, That's neither here nor there. The point is that when the good music was out and it was dominating and it was starting to cross over, the government didn't necessarily step in to highlight it or give it a push or, you know what I mean, or anything. But now when it's flipped and it's, you know, violent lyrics, now they're going to step in and try to blame the, the, the artists for their art as if that's really what the problem is. So just a, a definitely a convoluted situation. 
um, that we wanted to touch on. You know, let us know, you know, what you got, what your opinions are on this. You know, I just think it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very complicated, you know, that at the very least. Um, and a lot of hypocrisy going on, you know, on on all levels, you know, down to like you were saying, like the 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 DJs, the sound systems, you know, the media organizations are also complicit in the promotion of these things, you know. And, you know, maybe a few years ago, you know, I would have taken a more hardline, you know, um <laughs> It's it's it has nothing to do with the selectors or this that and the other, but we know that that's not true. We know the hypocrisy of a lot of people in general, you know, in these in 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 these communities where it's like, you know, for some reason this is okay, for some reason that's not okay. You know, it's it's very complicated. So, you know, like you said, for the government to take this hardline stance. You know, and not also like I wouldn't have as much of a problem with this if there was also a comprehensive plan for some other adjustments. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, you got to take your medicine. But this is just like clear, just political nonsense. Yeah. More more of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, like I said, we have a few 2022 releases that I wanted to just mention here. Okay. First of all, first and foremost, one of the best albums that I've heard in a long time, um, has just been released by Tanya Stevens, who, um, I'll continue to say is one of the most underrated artists. You know, I feel like her album, it, this is her 10th album, you know, the al album, I think it's 20 tracks. Um, Produced by Tad's Records. Um, amazing album. It's called Some Kind of Madness. Tanya Stevens is a professional. She's on the level, in my eyes, she's on the level of like, you know, like a Barris Hammond or, you know, somebody like that. Her lyrics, her lyrical prowess is so slept on. You know what I'm saying? It's so deep. Um, her artistry, you know what I'm saying? Just look at her, look at her track record. You know, I beg you to. Check out her album, Some Kind of Madness. Um, also, check out, uh, she did a feature that you can find on YouTube on Tough Gong Television that was hosted mm. by ZJ Sparks. It's kind of an intimate, you know, evening with Tanya. And she, you know, did a few of her older songs and some of the new songs from the album. It's kind of like an interview where they talk in between the songs and introduce the songs, um, her with a live band. Very, very, very nice. Um, so, you know, this is the type of stuff that, that I want to promote. Um, and share. Yeah, man. Um, another new album that I think should be getting a lot of attention is Kabaka Pyramid's album, The Calling. The Calling's uh, calling spelled with a K. Um, and we may have to, you know, get Kabaka to join the show to talk about um, talk about that um, as we had him on previously, you know, on Reggae Lover. But this album, 13 tracks. Um, I think he worked with Tough Gang with um, Ghetto Youth International on it. Um, there is a song with him and Buju on there, um, a song with him and Junior Gang on there, the song with him and Buju and um, Junior Biles. Just, you know, just amazing. He is the vanity he, song, right? Huh? The vanity song. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, 
solid album from Kabaka once again, maybe his best work to date. And um, so those two albums, I would, you know, definitely want to see in the Grammy category. And um, I would love to see it get, you know, supported and, and pushed. Kabaka in terms of lyricism, we talked about Massacre when um, we reviewed his album. Kabaka is right up there. You know what I'm saying? I think those are the two most lyrical artists of this generation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, obviously positive music and, and the type of stuff that, you know, would be good for the youth to come up listening to, ideally. <laughs> um, also, Protégé dropped the album. I'm not as big a fan of Protégé's recent album after listening but, um, you know, take a listen, uh, form your own opinion. You know what I'm saying? We talked about his song, The Hills, when we talked about the top songs at 2022 so far. You know, mm-hmm. that's still, I think, the leading track on the album, in my opinion. Um, also, new music from Lila Ike just dropped. Lila's song called De Niro. Mm, bad production by Lyrics. Definitely go check that out. And for the foundation, Dancehall Lovers, Brigadier, Jerry. Brigadier's got a new song um, entitled Original Culture DJ um, mm. on the answer rhythm. It's also produced by Taj Records. So those are some new things that dropped. <clears throat> Definitely worth checking out, putting on your radar, putting on your playlist. Yeah, man. And, and yo, shout out to our, uh, I guess, co-workers, Supersonic. I, I got a chance to listen to some of their audio you know, on their nice up radio show, that's where I heard that Kabaka Pyramid, uh, uh, Buju Junior Biles tune. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to them. Yo, shout out to, uh, yo, on, I know this show is not a sound system show, but you know, shout out to Notorious Inc. You know what I mean? I, I got to listen to him recently on Dub for WK. You know what I'm saying? Love the quality of, of songs. You know what I'm saying? The dubs they cut. You know, very good, you know, very, very good quality. You know what I'm saying? I, I heard mentioned on the show that they're trying to get on track disco on there. So on track, I'm looking forward to hearing, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, you know, you, you, you talk about certain tunes. I'm, I'm going to talk about certain sounds, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big up to on track, yo. Need to get back on the battlefield still. Because mm-hmm. um the way you beat up that other sound where they was um it was impressive. I was definitely yeah. impressed. <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, man. So people, people let us know what you think about this situation with the Jamaican music, the dance hall, you know what I mean? We have to do better. And um yeah, let let your voices be heard in the comments. Uh this is regular lover podcast, a dedication to regular lovers worldwide. And this season, as you know, we have the lens on sound system culture. Yeah, man. Everybody stay safe out there. And uh, peace.